reminds me of the story. Hello, hello there. What's good, y'all? You are now tuning into the Jungle Rules podcast with the dynamic aunt and niece duo, Jay Simone and Marley. What is Jungle Rules? Jungle Rules is a therapeutic lifestyle podcast created to assist Black women navigate, survive, and thrive through their everyday jungle. A jungle can be any hardship, difficult situation, setback, shit. It's anything or anyone that tries to hold you back. Exactly. Here we will use this platform to discuss the failures, the successes, and every damn thing in between. Ready, Jay? Let's go. Welcome to the jungle where only the strong survive. We are so happy to have a guest here with us. Yes. Welcome, guests. (laughs) Thank you. The Jungle Rose is a podcast where we utilize it as a platform to truly challenge those false narratives that they have in their minds about Black women. We need to let people understand the complexities of the Black woman and who we are. And we also need to celebrate the Black woman. I find there's a lot of times where the Black woman is not protected nor celebrated. Right. So we'll do this through storytelling, conversation. We'll bring experts in like yourself. Hey, hey. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Ultimately, we strive to empower our fellow Black women and help them navigate through their jungles. Because many times we go through these jungles and we don't have the tools that are necessary to help us get through the jungles that we go through, sometimes daily, sometimes hourly. It depends. But we're here to give them what they need, the things that we didn't have. And also to learn, too. Many yes. times we find ourselves learning when we're in these situations. So we're just doing it, honey. We want to make women feel comfortable and confident in any space that they occupy. So yes. welcome. Yes, welcome to Jungle Rose. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so, so, so honored to be a part of this conversation. As I was telling you, ladies, offline, I'm so proud of you and the, the things that you're doing and, and to take this on to see the importance of making sure that women understand their worth, understand that we are the world. We, the world is built on our back. And for you to, to look at the individual issues that affect women every single day is so key because there is something that can be said on this podcast tonight or any night that you have it might change someone's life, might help someone. You know, some people get so depressed, they don't want to live anymore. You know, your podcast can be that piece that says, you know what, I need to live because I have a responsibility in this society. And I'm so glad that you guys have taken this role, taken your place in society to make sure that we hear you. And we see you. And I thank you. Thank you for pouring life into us, honey. Pour, 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 pour. Keep pouring. Pour, pour, pour. Listen. Giving us this confidence to feel confident in the space that we're occupying. Right. (laughs) Because we're new to this. So we're still learning. We're navigating this podcast world. If I told you what happened last night, you wouldn't even believe that we had a whole conversation. (laughs) But it's all good. good. These are the jungles that we're going through and we're working through. And we Mm -hmm. appreciate you being here. And I have the honor 
to introduce you to our listeners. And one of the things that we do showcase on Jungle Rose or will be showcasing is the value in mentorship. And so I get to introduce you guys to one of my mentors tonight, Jeanette Morrison, who is a New Haven native, born and raised. We won't challenge you. We won't talk about where we're from. We won't get into that argument. <laughs> you heard her. She's from the Ville. She's mm-hmm. New Haven in every sense of the being of New Haven. Um, she still works in New Haven. She came back to New Haven after completing two degrees a graduate of Morgan State University, HBCU. Ooh, the Bears. The Bears. <laughs> yes. And going to Boston University to complete a master's program in social work. Um, She is also a member of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated. My soror, she is the alder person of Ward 22 Dixwell Corridor. And that is amazing. She's the people's choice. People elected her to stand in this position. We are so proud of you. You're so honored. Thank you. Please fill in the gap. Fill in the gap. Yes, I might have left something out. (laughs) I'm telling you, do you justice? Okay. (laughs) No, that that's that's it. Um, like you said, I'm born and raised New Haven. I am. I I do look at myself as so New Haven. Um, I grew up in New Hallville, and I currently, I always say, I grew up in New Hallville, but I stay in Dixwell. But I've been living in Dixwell now for 27 years. But in growing up, I, you know, went through the whole New Haven public school system, Martin Luther King, Jackie Robinson, graduated Hill House. Um, I was on the Hill House cheerleading team, and I was Miss Hill House in 86. Look at you. Hi. Yeah, man. I love my school. I love socializing, all the social mm-hmm. stuff. I was we your can average, see it. We can see average, it. Thank you. But I was your <laughs> average, average student, right? I was, um, I was not, you know, I wasn't in the Macy's program, any of those honors, AP classes, any of that. I was just your average person who was scared to get an F and a D because my mother, it was going to be consequences and repercussions if I came in there with an F or a D. So I had a lot of C's and B's, <laughs> but it was enough that it got me into college and I'm so thankful for that. And I'm so thankful to my community for being so encouraging at the time to push me to um, go to school. You know, in, in the 80s, people had a lot of different lifestyles. And I don't shun anyone's lifestyle. And my friends, a lot of my male friends <clears throat> who were a part of a, a certain lifestyle at the time, regardless of what they were doing, all they knew, Jeanette was in college. And you got to stay in college. That's what they always said. Jeanette, you got to stay in college. Say that. Say that. That's what it is. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I always think about um, my my brother. He's not my blood brother, but he is my brother to the core. His name is Lamont. They call him LG. (laughs) Shout out to LG56. I don't know if you'll ever hear this, but when I was in uh, college, at first, I you know, that first year, you don't like it. I didn't really like it. And I used to would come home like, oh, I don't like college. I think I want to stay home. He was like, oh, no, you are not staying home. We're going to have fun, but you're going back. That you gotta, push. You, 
you gotta you gotta go to school for all of us. You know what? If I ever make it through, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make sure whatever I can do to help you and anybody else, I will. And to this right now, I can say my brother he got two jobs through right. just making sure that certain things were in place, and I'm so proud of him. So I thank him every day for pushing me to finish school because that has helped not only me and my family, but me, my family, my friends, and the community at large. So we as people have to push one another, even though when it's hard, it's, it, it's, a, it's a good hard. So I know you didn't come here for that. But no, I, I but oh, it's inspiring. We, don't, we only want women inspired. up here who have gone through jungles, who know what the struggle looks like and who have made it to their mm-hmm. goals. So you, oh, yeah. you're wearing your crown, but Listen. you're in your jungle, and we love yes. that. Yes, yes. And, and LG doesn't know the impact that he had on the community Hello. by pushing you to continue, not allowing you to stop when you didn't want to go back. So it's those little impacts, even though he didn't go to college, his mm-hmm. impact of forcing you to go back to college impact our community. Yes, yes. And I tell him that all the time. Like, you know, because, you know, when you're young, you're impressionable, right? Right. You could have easily said, nah, Nat, you don't need to go to school. Do this. Mm-hmm. This way you can make a lot of money. You can do a lot of things. You could. You don't have to wait no four years, no 10 years or whatever going to college. You can, you can live how you want to live now. He exactly. was not having that. Him and then I had other friends too. They, I think, everybody was probably shocked <laughs> with the college. I told you I wasn't a socialite. I was the cheerleader in this hill house. That that was what I loved to do. So, um, so yeah. So you know, and and again, just having that support, going to school, and as you said, once I got a hang of it, and I graduated from Morgan, I went to Boston University, got my graduate, uh, my first graduate degree in social work. After getting that degree, I lived in Boston for a couple of years, worked for the city of Boston, but um, I got homesick. I said, mm-hmm. I want to come home. And one of my, my best friends, um, which is my um, son's father, he, uh, he worked for the state at the time. I told him, I want to come home. <laughs> we got to figure something out. So he helped me get my job at, um, at uh, the Department of Children and Families, DCF. And I've been there now for 27 years. I've been a supervisor there for the last uh, 22. So that's that's really what I do. And like I said, I did get a second master's degree from actually from Southern. And I got my master's in business. So I have an MBA. So um, that tends to help me in the sense of I'm a social worker, but I, I have a business mind. So mm-hmm. I understand the bottom line. And sometimes in in the world of social work or in the world of just dealing with people, you have to have that business mind to say, I understand that X, Y, and Z doesn't feel too well, but where our goal is, whatever the goal is, and being able to stay on track with that. So I find that having that business um, background really helps to, helps me not to get caught up, you know, in the emotions of whatever is going on so but yeah like you have a balance (laughs) yes 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 so that's 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 me as far as my um my education my work and like you said i'm the alder of the dixwell community i've been 
Alder now. <clears throat> I'm in my fifth term, so almost 10 years. And so never thought that was going to ever happen. Never even thought I would be a politician. But it's something that I really like. The good, the bad, and the ugly. And there's a lot of all of it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm so happy to see you in that position. Before coming back home, I didn't know what a council person was, what an older person was. My grandmother is very involved in the city and into politics, but I just shied away from it because it felt so intimidating. Mm -hmm. But more recently, I got the opportunity to participate in democracy school. And before I even did it, I hit you up and I was like, is this a good idea? And you, you encouraged me to do so, to learn about the systems that are in place around me um, so that I could get a better understanding of how the city moves, which is important for us as Jungle Rose. And we want to make an impact in our city to the young people. We have to know what's going on around us. So we have to educate ourselves. So even though it seems so scary, I took a leap of faith and did it. And listen, I'm still alive and I, I got a chance to see you in action. I got to see Madam President, who is also a black young female in a mm-hmm. position of power. Um, yeah. And I know you'll probably go into that, but it has just been an amazing experience to see the resources that are out here and the things that we can participate in as uh, residents of a city yes. that we might not know that we have access to. So that was one of the reasons for us bringing you on because it's, it's election time. And we talk to the people around us, our friends and colleagues, they feel like their vote doesn't matter and that the local government, things don't affect them at a local government um, stance. It doesn't trickle down. Mm-hmm. So I think is that, yeah, they don't understand that it's like, they don't know how it works. I myself have a difficult time understanding how it all works. You know, I'm one who was felt like I was educated and I know it's important to vote and I have to vote. And I was only focusing on, you know, the presidential candidates and not candidates and not really focusing on like, listen, I knew that everybody mattered, but just because they're a Democrat or what have you, that doesn't mean that you need to just vote for this person. You need to know the ins and out. You need to do your research. You need to educate yourself so that you are truly making an educated vote, but not knowing what the state and the local really, you know, what does that entail? What does those jobs entail? And what you are they, they're truly, you know, now that I'm starting to learn from talking to Marley and other people that these are the real movers and shakers. Like this, this topic here is voting. dealing with the the movers and the shakers and you all are the movers and the shakers so that's why we have you here you're the movers and the shakers yes yes or try we try we try to be our job our job as as you know local politicians is to to make sure that the needs of all are addressed you know as much as we can do from a government perspective and, and it's so important, and as you said, Jay, in regards to doing your research, making sure that when it's time to vote, that one, you do vote. There's so many people that say they don't get involved in politics, they're not voting. And, I, I, and that, I, that's a pet peeve of mine, 
Because for you to say that you don't get involved in politics, my reply to that is either you get involved in politics or politics is going to dictate you. Mm, And that, that, that's from head to toe. Politics tells a woman whether or not she can have a baby or not. Right. Politics tells children that are in state or federally funded programs whether they can have a jacket versus a t-shirt during the winter time. Politics, politics tells you if you can go sit in a park. Politics is everything. And we're talking, you know, the other day, and I was telling you guys that you guys have been politicking since the day you started talking. You're politicking. You got your mother, you got your father. You know which one is the soft one. (laughs) You know which one is the hard one. And depending on what you want, you know who to go to, right? Mm -hmm. That's politics, is relationships. And if you have positive relationships, you're going to get a lot of the things that you want. You don't know how to talk to anyone, you can forget. So it's people make politics much bigger than what it really is. Mm -hmm. It's just people. The same type of friendships that you have, if you're in a group, the politics are played. The same thing that you see on that TV is the same thing that's played locally in your home, in the community, and statewide. Jay, one of the things that you said that, because you you are very educated, you know, and you do know a lot, but just like most people, they know what they see on TV. And a lot of what you see on TV, especially like now, oh my God, you can't go anywhere without talking about the presidential election. Mm -hmm. And that is very, very important. But at the same time, we got to remember on that federal level, what that president or what, whoever the president is, whatever they do, you're probably not going to feel it for another eight to 10 years. But your local government, you feel that every single day, every mm-hmm. single day. And my role as an older person, my job is to um, make laws, right? And so there's different things that need to happen in our community that's going to help our people. So when I first um, got on the board in uh, 2012, one of the first laws that I helped to make was, they call it the the RAC Committee, Resource Allocation Committee. And it's a committee now. But when I first got on the the board, there's three things that is basic, a basic government um, responsibility. That's your sidewalk repairs. That's your street Um, repairs, and that's your tree trimming. Those are three basic, basic things. But these three things can get so political, it it, it will make your head spin. And if you ever notice in growing up in New Haven, sometimes, you know, um, in the wintertime, when the snow is, is it comes down, you notice some areas you can go through, you're just driving so nice. Then others, you hit a whole mountain of snow, like, are they ever going to come? Mm-hmm. You know, just know how important that your local politics is very, very important because it affects your daily life, your daily living situation. 
You my, know. my streets just got paved over, so thank you to whoever's politicking for me because uh, we had a couple of potholes on the street, and it's nice and smooth now, so thank that's, you. That's I right. I rolled down it today. That's, that's right. And our chair at the time um, um, designated a small group of uh, people, three of us, to work with the city to come up with a law that spoke to those three areas, street, um, street paving, sidewalks, and tree trimming, was used as, in my opinion, these, all these things are my opinion, political carrot. And the, the mayor at the time, he had full range over whose sidewalk gets repaired, whose street gets repaired, whose trees get trimmed. And I'm not going to go into that whole thing, but the reality is no one person should be able to dictate because you did X, Y, and Z, you'll get your, your, um, your sidewalks done. Or because you did not do X, Y, and Z, you won't get your sidewalks repaired. Because those things are the things that people see. And when people are walking and tripping and falling and leaves mm-hmm. slapping them in their face, the first thing they say is the city's not doing nothing and the older person is definitely not doing anything for our, our community. So we worked with the city staff. We came up with a law that spoke to, one, the city did a, um, a citywide assessment of the sidewalks to see, you know, what sidewalks were bad, you know, and they ranked them, same things with the, um, with the streets. And so we came up with a law that said, this is what has to be done. No longer could a mayor or whomever use that as that political carrot. Now is if your street is coded a red, that's an emergency. If it's coded a yellow, it's mm, it's okay. If it's coded blue, you're doing pretty good. So now that we have that, it's uniform across the city. It's no longer, you know, Marley, you, you voted right, so I'm going to hook you up. Mm-hmm. forget it because we ain't seeing eye to eye today so i i went through all that just to show that those small things are so important but it's all politics so that's why i say your local your local politics is so important in making sure that you understand the people that want to represent you and then also understand that when you're looking to vote for someone that that person is not going to be just like you you're not. There's going to be some things that you don't like about a person, but you have to choose which one is closest to your values. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Closest exactly. To what you want to see in the world. And whoever that one is closest, that's who you vote for because you have to vote. So that concludes our episode. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. Yes, five stars only. But give us that good feedback. We are so honored that you rocked out with Jay Simone and Marley. Follow us on all your favorite social media platforms. But don't forget to drop that jungle juice. We want to hear all the juicy details. All, all of it. All of it. Don't leave anything out. Be sure to live life intentionally. We love you guys and stay tuned. Yes, we love you. We thank you.